Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Josh. Welcome to another live Q&A of yours. Truly hope you all are doing exceptionally well on this Thursday. Hope you guys are sustaining that momentum that's going to carry over into maximizing your weekend. But for those who join me for the very first time, my name is Josh Rezzi, also known as Coach Josh. And my goal is to help you make sense of your life and to help you grow holistically for God's optimal use. And after watching this video, like, man, I like this guy's vibe. Go ahead and subscribe because I would love to be your coach here online. But for those who's been rocking with me, listening to me, watching me, or however you've been connected with me, whether it's been 14 years or 14 seconds ago that you've been a subscriber or follower, I want to say thank you so much uh, for trusting what God has entrusted in me. And I pray it continues to be treasured. But as everyone is coming in live, getting their questions ready, let me let you guys know about some new stuff I got going on like this community I just built called For Singles Only. It is a community of, of, of singles who are like-minded, who are ready to maximize their singleness. So it's a membership-based uh, uh, platform. You're going to have access uh, to a strong community. You're going to have boot camps, ex uh, exclusive lives, accountability, coach, all that good stuff. Starting at $14.99, you'll be able to get access to the basic coaching plan. Um, for $14.99, we also got the uh, maximizers community. If you're looking to really take it to the next level, you can come at that level. We also have where are we at. We also have the to the max. If you need a little bit more extra, all of these plans are available now. We also have a boot camp starting August. First, a 90-day singleness boot camp. Maximize your singleness boot camp. You can get a part of this for $14.99 a month. I have an in-depth program that's going to be renewed every day so that you'll be able to have something to really strengthen your singleness, setting you up to maximize it. Every three months or so, I'll be incorporating a new boot camp. So this boot camp is called To The Max or Maximizing Your Singleness. And so I'm excited about it. You can register today. I'll go ahead and post a link on the line here. You can register today. Let me see if I can find it. Here we go. Register today. Get in there now because once Monday, now I'm going to give y'all a week. Uh, Monday, we're going. it's going to be a prep week this Monday. Let me get this off the screen. We're going to have a prep week this Monday. And so you're going to have all next week to get involved. But after next week, we own, we in, and we popping, and we on um, to maximize single. So go ahead and register today. We already have people in there now, and I'm already putting stuff into that community. You can actually create your own profile, connect with other singles, and really grow together. So come on into that live community. I look forward to serving you there. Also, if you need one-on-one -on -one coaching, you need help with any type of, of situation, whether it's relationships, spiritual development, singleness. Purpose Branding. I'm here to serve you all. Check out my latest book, Facts or Feelings, how to uh, process your feelings and find the facts behind them. We got a book on wholeness. We got a book on and to help you understand the purpose of singleness. We got a book to help people prep in their dating so they can date the love of their life forever. If you're struggling with whether or not what's in front of you is God's best or the devil's best, we have a book for you called Counterfeit a Counterpart. If you're struggling with soul ties and strongholds, we have a book called The Purpose of Freedom that will help you untie and uproot those things. If you're struggling with spiritual warfare or you want to better understand the whole armor of God, this book will be a great resource for you. And if you have a young person, fourth, fourth grade, third grade and up, and you, will, you need a resource for them to be able to really discover their art form and just to have wise sayings around their life, this book, as he says, would be a great resource for them. We also have merch and ways for you to support and give. Let's get right into the question. We'll get back into promoting um, the For Singles Only community. K Tucson says, hey, what's up, coach? Hope you... How you doing? All's well, family, man. Uh, I'm excited about uh, uh, just getting some time to rest before school starts back. But all is well on my side. I appreciate you, fam. 
DD says, blessings, coach. Blessings to you too. My brother PTL says, hey, coach, how do you handle disrespect at work? And how did you handle disrespect at the courts without getting loud back? Great question. Um, this is probably the most recent thing that I had to really, really dig deep in. And usually it sprouts up as far as me retaliating in moments where I haven't been relaxed or rested or maybe where I've got a lot going on. But what I do to help and I'm going to help you with this. So you said, how do you handle disrespect? Realizing that those that disrespect don't respect themselves. Oftentimes, those who disrespect don't have respect for themselves. Therefore, I disrespect the respect I have for me by engaging in their disrespect. That if you see two foolish people, if you see two people uh, arguing from a distance, they both look foolish. What I've learned is, is that I have built too much in my life. I have too much around my life to lose to a loser. Now, some people disrespect, and you also got to be able to process in a moment, that some people's disrespect is through ignorance. And sometimes I what helps me handle people's disrespect is giving them the benefit of the doubt that maybe they have a bad day. So the, day, the thing that helps me is don't allow, don't allow anyone to get in the way of the way that God wants me to walk down. And so I give, number one, I give people the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they had a bad day. Their bad day is not going to make my day bad. Uh, secondly, I begin to understand that if this is a disrespectful person, I disrespect my respect by engaging in disrespect. Therefore, I think of myself accurately. I think of myself the way I should and don't engage them. Now, if they cross the line and I have to let them know about themselves, then I'm going to proceed and let them know about themselves as a teachable moment for them. Those are far few in between. Those are moments when someone really disrespects you. And, and it may be someone that's close to you, or if it's a young person, I utilize it as a teachable moment respectfully, right? Now, when I'm on the course, I just realize, man, first, I'm selective on where I play. I'm selective where I play. There are certain gyms with certain people I just don't play because their culture is disrespectful. Like, basketball has became a sport of disrespect. Like, like as soon as you get dunked on, you get you surrounded by 10 people, people cussing you out on the court. People are living vicariously through their 2K created player in real on real courts, thinking they can really talk to me like I'm a cartoon or they can talk to me like they're talking to their friend behind the earpiece. These are people who hide behind earpieces, hide behind keyboards, hide behind consoles, hide behind controllers. And when they bring it to the real world, some people are not ready for the consequences. Therefore, I eliminate myself in those certain environments and only play where I can really hoop in peace, where, where it's 98% chance that I don't have to worry about that part getting riled up in me. Hope to help, family. Natasha Paul says, hi, coach. How are you doing? Hope you're doing great. All is well, Natasha. I'm doing well. I appreciate you for asking both of you all. Thank you. Christopher says, hey, coach. In the last five hours, God has been calling me to calling me in different ways. Okay, hold on. hey coach, in the last five hours, God has been calling me in different ways, family, YouTube videos from uh, skits creators. I didn't know where religious wondering what it can mean. Let me see where you at. Let's see if you rephrase that question for me. Uh Rephrase your question, man, so I can better understand it, my friend. 
Christopher, let me rephrase. I, I, I can't, I don't even, I'm too, I don't want to get too jumbled mentally because I don't really know what direction. So redo your question. I'm going to look for it later and answer it. Didi says, how do I stop feeling so discouraged when people speak good into my life as I feel like I can't connect with it? Thanks, coach. We have to change the way you see yourself. To set, you, to set yourself up to better engage people's encouragement, you have to enter God's courage. Encourage that I'm entering some level of courage. I've entered some people's courage comes from past experiences, but our courage has to come from God. Our courage and confidence must come from him. If not, then when we encourage by them, we will feel slim in comparison to what they're trying to say to us, right? And so that was the same as me. When people encouraged me, I felt uncomfortable. When people, uh, uh, because I just didn't like, I don't like, uh, uh, my name in lights like that. I don't like myself uh, glorified in that way. And I had to learn that if that's a part of the, your life, man, you just have to uh, deal with it. But um, what feeling discouraged could mean that you may be so critical of yourself that you can't clearly see what people see. And I was very critical of myself. I was a perfectionist. And I realized that I can't progress with perfectionism. And so I had to begin to dial back on my criticism. I mean, like I counsel, I coached somebody today and I told her, you have to learn how to be gentle with you. You have to learn how not to be so critical of you, because if not, you're going to criticize yourself and damn yourself and set yourself up for failure, especially with mistakes that God ain't even thinking about no more. So receive it. You don't have to indulge in it. You don't have to bask in it, but just take it as a mental note and be like, God, I, I pray you continuously be glorified in me. And, and thank you for making me so fearfully and wonderfully made. Thank you for, for making me where people, and I give you all the glory for it. Practice giving God glory when glorified and also make sure you remove everything from the inside that, that may be traumatizing you, making you feel uh, lower than you should be thinking of yourself. Hope to help. Jojo Davis says, what's up, Coach Josh? It's Jojo out of Fort Worth. How do how to become more confident with being on camera talking about God in my testimony on multiple sites? Great question, man. I, I, I treat the device as if it's people. So what helps me stay confident is who I'm doing it for and who I'm doing it for. Who I'm doing it for ultimately is for God's glory. Who I'm doing it for is for you all to be to be uh, developed uh, optimally so God can get a lot of uh, use out of you, right? And so what helps me practically is practice getting comfortable with the camera, getting comfortable with the device and, and treating the, the device like a human. Like I'm, I'm not even paying attention to this laptop. I'm so focused on talking to people that right now I'm not even affected by whether or not people are, uh, or whether or not this device or whatever. Right. And so just, just talk, to the device as if you're talking to people and talk to people, talk to those people how you always talk to people and be yourself. Don't be in your head. If you mess up, keep going because people are going to feel, oh, he's human. Okay. He's, he's, he's relatable. He's, he's not reading from a prompter. He's not polished right there. He's, he's just like me and just sharing what he feels. Uh, and then just take it step by step. Make sure your heart is right. Uh, make sure you're doing it for God's glory. You're doing it for the growth of people. And, and then the growth personally will come down the road. Hope to help. Rico says, hope you're well, coach. All is well. Thank you so much. Y'all care so much about me. Y'all ask. I really appreciate that. Christina Santa says, hey, coach, Josh, hope you well, Christina. Young New says, hey, coach, why do you believe Jesus and the Bible are the truth? I got hurt by many Christians, a lot of fake people in all these churches. Sometimes I really ask myself if the Bible, so you can't measure 
of faith by his followers because the end really proves if those followers followed through. So the real reason is to make sure I debunk and cause a distinction between uh, weeds and, and, and people who are following God. So you never leave a faith based upon the followers. Why? Because they're not the one that established the faith. And you also have to realize that people lose faith, that people have a fake faith, that people don't have faith. Right. And so if your belief in Jesus stemmed and began because of the community and not the Christ, then you won't sustain with the Christ. Right. And so you have to understand that Christians, not all Christians are Christ like and not all Christians are mature and not all Christians are Christians. And so if you base your faith off of the faithlessness and the fickleness and the fakeness of certain people that hurt you, then you have to really look at your faith for itself. Now, when these moments occur, now you have to remove that ideology out of your mind, remove those hurtful individuals out of your mind, and then investigate the faith for yourself. Now, why do I have faith in Christ? Too much experiences that, that supersedes any type of doubt. Personal experience in my own life. Now, 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 hear me because I think you want to hear from me. You're not someone that's an atheist talking. So I don't have to get too apologetic and too theological with this. I can come from experimental uh, encounters with God himself. I've cast out demons out of people. I've, 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 I've experienced the power of the name of Jesus uh, from the healing of my body to the healing of people. To I've experienced so much in the spiritual context of the power of the name you that gave to me mentally the validity of the power in the name. Now you can do a lot of stuff because a lot of people, not a lot of people, but the people back in Moses day, they threw sticks down and, and they became serpents just like Moses staff became serpents. But Moses serpent was greater than their serpent, right? And so when you have experiences with God, then it makes the relationship real. Now, the exegesis is where you're going to have to do a little more study. So for biblical, I believe in the Bible because the Bible outlived its, its doubters. I believe the Bible because it is 40 authors, uh, three uh, multiple genres, uh, different type of people telling the same story. And when you look at the book of Luke, Luke is considered one of the top historical documents of all time. When you look at the prophecies from the Old Testament manifested in the New Testament, you begin to see, man, how can this one book collectively have all these miracles or these prophecies fulfilled? And then you begin to look at the man, Jesus. <clears throat> It has been proven historically, not just from Christian historians, but Jewish and Roman historians that there was a Yeshua, a Jesus that lived. Now, that right there gives validity. So when someone says Jesus never existed, Jesus never lived. No, there's too many historical documentation that prove that he existed, that he actually walked the earth. Now, you may not believe that he's divine, but you can't say that he wasn't in the midst of time, right? The divinity of Jesus comes into question when 500,000, but 500 witnesses witness his ascension. Also, what gives some proof to his divinity or proof to his uh, whatever you want to call it, is the the how the disciples died, how the disciples uh, 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 suffered death. If they made up a story, why would they allow themselves to be brutally murdered? Those are just some quick historical things and how the Bible has stood the test of time and 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 just the life. When I read it, the, the life that is given to my spirit, man. So I, I don't live too much. I don't walk too far with him to, to follow through. But your reasoning of leaving shouldn't be to people who are not truly cleaving to Christ himself.
So don't allow the fumblings of fickle um, believers to cause you to lose belief. Now, if you're losing belief or have lost belief, then you have to assess which soil are you from Mark chapter four. Are you uh, uh, the hard soil whose heart is hard? Are you the soil with stones in it? Are you the soil with thorn? Or are you good soil? Some people who have stones in their heart, they receive the word of God with 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 uh, with joy, but because of persecution and because of things like this, they begin to fall away because they did not build enough root in themselves. Your roots, your roots in Christianity shouldn't be the Christian. It should be because of the Christ. Hope that helps. Natasha Paul says, Coach, if God confirms who your spouse would be, will God also confirm to him or her before he brings you both together? Yes, I, I do believe. Now I can't accurately say 100 percent of the time, but but yeah, I will. I could. Well, I will say this that yeah. Uh, um, can, how can two walk together as they be agreed? Um, God is not the author of confusion. Why will someone be in the know and the other will not be in the know? It's a supernatural thing when y'all both are in the know and it begins to flow. So I do believe God confirms. Now, God may, there may be some confirmation residue of there's something about y'all two that may not have been clear enough to the point to where y'all now want to marry. That may take some time for more confirmation to confirm that y'all are supposed to have a firm grip with each other in the form of marriage. But yes, I do believe that God will We'll let both people know because why would God uh, uh, do that? But I will also say you have to be led by the spirit when that conversation happened. Now, I'm looking at your name, Natasha. If you're a girl, a woman, I will wait till that is revealed to the man because there's something about the man pursuing the woman that strengthens the hand and strengthens the legs of the man in leading the woman going forward. If the man can work hard to get you, he'll work hard to keep you. It doesn't mean you have him jumping through loops and jumping over walls and running through circles. That's not what we're saying. But you have to be, get, you got to let that man pursue you because that's just how the man is developed. And, and the leader leads and the leader has to lead in the pursuit process as well. Christina Santa says, does a single woman lose value if they move out of their family house and live on their own? This might be a culture thing, but I wanted to hear your thoughts biblically. A, woman's, a woman loses their value mentally when they don't find their value in God. So whether you in your mama's house or on your own, you don't lose value. And if it's a cultural thing, then those cultural people have made culture their God. Therefore, they utilizing their principles uh, uh, their preferences and uh, preferences as principles, or they begin to use their preferences as as plateaus of domineering, uh, whatever it is to make you feel inferior, right? So you got to begin to loosen yourself from the cultural ties of cultures in your family and begin to find your value, not in your family's opinion or don't lose. Don't don't have your value be based upon the way they look and the way they talk and the way they engage you because you're not following their cultural norms to cause you to be misinformed and then find yourself out of form and never be fashion informed together with the man that God has for you. So yeah, man, whether you live on your own, live with your family, man, you don't lose no value because your value comes from God. And wherever God leads you, and that's just where God leads you. Uh, Multi-creative artist says, how do you know if God's audible, uh, how do you know if it's God's audible voice who says someone is your kingdom spouse and not just your own thoughts, desires? I believe God told me who my future wife is. And whenever I'm connected with her through social media, because she's a YouTube Christian content creator and how I found her, I feel at peace. Um, but when I try to disconnect her, I feel uneasy. Is it just my emotion? Or is it God trying to tell me something? God will never. Now, nah, let me not say never with the word of God, with, with God's name. God will probably not speak to your emotions because emotions are easily influenced. Right. And so when God speaks to you, well, I tell people that there's two places to do to to put what you've heard anywhere. 
um, you always put you put first thing you put everything on the shelf because because uh, you don't want to st- you don't want anything to get in the way of your wealth wealth financially wealth mentally wealth emotionally wealth spiritually wealth uh wherever right so you gotta put stuff on the shelf so they don't become too indulged and now the fact that you've been doing all these different things and and, and and you have to let me know if you're distracted or not but you have to begin to say am i doing too much if you're doing too much then you're doing too much and if you're not doing what you ought to do, you're not going to come through in the clutch because you're doing too much, right? And so what I would do is put her on the shelf and let God reveal in time if she is your slime. Like I will let I will let God reveal it. I will let God do all that stuff because if not, then then your emotion is going to be dictated based upon her reaction or action, right? And you also got to measure. God is going to God tends not to talk to us when we are not really talking to him. And what I mean by that, he's not going to tell you a way thing or a life-changing thing if he knows that your life ain't trying to change. What I mean by that, you always have to assess your walk with God. If your walk with God is a one, two, three, or four, or five on a scale of one to 10, maybe a six, and it's not climbing, then I won't be really, I don't think that God will let you know that kind of stuff because he knows that if I did tell you that stuff, your heart will be more leaning it to, uh, seeing it for its convenience and try to make it happen in the meantime. And so if you believe that's who God is, let God prove it. That's that's what I do to everything. If whatever I hear, I let God prove it. Because if I don't let God prove it, then I'm going to lose it, lose my mind, lose my emotions, lose time. And that's not even worth it. So what I would do is if you feel like you may be doing too much emotionally and you're, uh, you're impulsive, impatient, and you just too zealous about the thing, then it could be not your thing or it could be a thing that you need to really modify the way you see it so that you don't become so engulfed in it that you lose the opportunity. The devil will utilize stuff like this to rob your time. He'll utilize stuff like this to rob you and then set you up for disappointment because he loves when we become emotionally attached to things that we're not spiritually discerning of, mentally sound enough for, and not emotionally stable for, and not financially fit for, especially as a man. Let's keep going. Rico says, so I'm currently trying my best to stick close to God and heal from a recent breakup. We had premarital sex and I feel horrible for my future spouse because of what I did. How do I move forward? Don't feel horrible about something that God doesn't uh, hoard. If God if God has forgotten it, you have to learn how to forget it, right? Your future spouse is not going to be affected by your premarital sex unless your premarital sex still has you vexed. If you still vexed by your premarital sex, then it's going to it's going to when you're in a context of marriage, you're not going to be able to embrace what's next. Right. And so you have to allow the gospel to sink in your soul. You have to understand and allow in your mind what the what Christ did for you His he imputed his righteousness on you. Sometimes we put more judgment on us than God plans on putting judgment on us. We 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 are so critical of ourselves that we we almost feel like we're God that not even God can heal me from being hurt from my own self and my feelings about what I did. And so now you got to humble yourself mentally under the grace and the love and the peace of God so that you'll be able to understand that nothing that you can. That's that's like me saying stuff. The only stuff, the only way things of your past affects your next. If you allow your past to last, if you allow your past to last, then you're never going to be able to pass through to the next phase of your life. So how do you move forward? Number one, you got to get you got to better understand uh, um, who the master is. 
and what he has modified for you and what he has made new for you and what he has made for you to have. Next, you got to you got to understand you got to write down why you need to move on from it. You got to understand who you are to God, man. You got to begin to say, hey, man, I'm not going to allow this to vex me. I'm not going to allow this to hinder what's next for me. I'm going to move on. And you got to say, why do you feel so horrible? Because you, maybe you're thinking of yourself more highly than you ought to think. And maybe you really think that you uh, really messed up your life. Because let me tell you something about a message. In order to have a message, you got to have a mess. You can't spell message without a mess. And so when your message has aged, the brute word of message is aged. When your mess has aged, now you have a message. <clears throat> when your mess has aged, now you have a message for people in mess. And so how do you not know you and your wife may not be used to show how God can redeem? You got to give God time to redeem it so that when people see it, they can be able to say, man, if God did it for him, if God could do it for Rico, surely God can do it for me. So you got to, hey, man, you got to forgive yourself, man. There's your, your mess can't mess up God's plan for your life unless you stay in the mess. But you got to move on beyond the mess. You got to find God's original thoughts towards you. You got to remove the vexness of this thing and you got to enjoy where you are and enjoy and evolve. Move. First, you got to get to the master. Say, God, I, I repent for the way I'm thinking. Transform my mind. Renew my mind so I can better understand. God, help me to see the reasons why I need to move forward. God, show me your original idea of me. Show me the, your original thoughts towards me. God, Holy Spirit, show me the root reason why I'm even vexed by this. And Lord, help me to enjoy you where I am and evolve from this so that I I can be used to solve people from this and help people grow from this. Hope to help. Got time for maybe one or two more and I got to go. As we got people in here right now, I want you guys to check out what we have new. We have a brand new singles community called For Singles Only. I've created a singles community for young, for not young, but all singles, no matter the age, for singles to be able to maximize. I have a coaching program, boot camps. I got a, a graphic here. We're going to, we got, a, it's a community. We got boot camps, exclusive lives, accountability, book clubs, and more. I'm going to go through my book, The Purpose of Singleness. Word by word, paragraph by paragraph, helping people get into their singleness. We have a ton of great opportunities so you can register. We got memberships starting as low as $14.99. We already got people in there right now. And we got a boot camp starting August 1st. If you're looking for a 90-day boot camp, for those who come in at $14.99, you get access to this boot camp. The $40 group and the $140 group, they get extra stuff, but everyone gets access to the boot camp. You're going to get a daily plan. You're going to get accountability, community challenges, and more to help you maximize your thing. This is a, a forever long community. I feel like I'm gifted for this community, and I want to serve you all. So we have uh, the $14.99 community. You get access to the Maximize Your Singleness Bootcamp. You get exclusive content, downloadable worksheets, all that good stuff. The $40 group, they get access to a Zoom calls and answer questions a little bit more, uh, personalized answer questions. If you're, uh, where we at? If you want to take it to the max, you need that one-on-one, -on -one <clears throat> more in-depth coaching where you can get on the phone with me and we can really get into it. Here's the uh, uh, To The Max program. And uh, also those who refer people, 
The more people you refer, the more free coaching sessions you get. So let's build this community so that we can maximize our time, maximize our mind, maximize our gifting, setting ourselves up um, for the things that God wants us to have. So that website, again, is for singles only. I'll go ahead and post it in the chat box. Register today. Get ready for that boot camp. I'm going to give you all a whole week next week to get into it. If you still need time to think about it, because it's going to be a prep week for those who's already signed up. But uh, the that Monday following is when we're going to really get into those daily plans. And it's going to be a nine day boot camp. And I'm excited about it. Let's keep going. I lost my spot. Let's see here. Where we at? Okay. 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 So I'm currently trying to my best to get close to God and heal from. Okay. Young and new says, how do I handle the desire to make love as a single man? Well, you got to understand who made love uh, for you, who made you, who gave you the access to love until we know love as a verb, until we know love as a noun, we'll never know love as a verb. And if we don't know love as a verb, they won't be able to show love to anybody else. Right. And so you handle the desires of wanting to make love as a single man by realizing God's love for you and, and his love will begin to liberate and set limits. God's love liberates you, liberates you from the bondages and the, and the uh, bounding chains of, of, of situations that may have caused you to feel this way. And then it limits you. Then you'll be like, I don't even want to do that no more because of God's love. I don't even want to engage that because of God's love for me. So God's love liberates and it limits. It liberates you. So you got to ask yourself, what do you need liberation from? Because the desire surfacely is sexual, but there's something deep in the soul that has you desiring that hole to be filled by the love of another woman. And so what you have to do is you have to begin to audit. Is it because you didn't get the love that you need as a child? Is it because you and your dad are not close? You and your mom not close? Was, was it because that you were involved in pornography earlier? Was it because you grew up in a lustful environment? Find the root if you want to change the fruit. Find the root reason so you can have fruit in season. Find the root for the reason. Find the root reason so that you can have fruit in season. You, What type of fruit did you do you want to have in season, the season of marriage? What do you want to have? Because let me tell you something. You don't want to carry that stuff over into marriage because sin contaminates. Sin just doesn't affect you. It affects everything connected to you. Sin will creep into your business. Sin will creep into your marriage. Your hidden sins will affect your public uh, wins. And so how do you handle the desires? First off, you got to understand you can't defeat um, desires without discipline. You got to find, you got to have a determining factor that will inspire discipline to ensure that desires are rerouted into the delight of God. Because when you delight in God, you begin to have the desires of God. When you begin to have desires of God, to sustain the desires of God, you have to be, you have to in, uh, initiate the disciplines of God. And in order to have the discipline of God, you have to have the determining factor that inspires the discipline, that inspires the desire, the delight in God. So you got to say, okay, if I want these outcomes, I can't have these determining outcomes or desire outcomes without divine uh, uh, um, omni, um, uh, under, uh, can he find my O for that word? But in order for me to have these determining, uh, these desired outcomes, 
I gotta, I gotta be divine observed. I gotta observe the divine. I gotta say, okay, what's the divine want in me so I can have the vine in me to have fruit in season? Then you begin to say, because I delight in God, because I went to the light of God, now I delight in God. You have to go to the light of God to delight in God. The light of God means I want to be exposed, God. Expose me for everything that's not of you, God. So then when you get that exposure, you get exposure to the deeper depths of God's love towards you, and then you start delighting in him. He becomes the joy of your life, and then you only want what God wants, and then you defend what God wants, and then you actually become discipline so that you can develop the fruit needed for the things that you want in season. But you got to get to the root reason if you want fruit in season. And so as a single man, you got to prepare for to be a married man. In order to prepare for a married man, if you out here want to make love and making love and that love is contaminated, you only your wife ain't going to satisfy you. Let me tell you something about marriage. Making love is different than making lust. Making lust is easy. Making love is hard. Because what if your wife wants you to make love to her and you don't like her at the moment? Your body's not your own anymore. Right. Making lust is easy because of the excitement of it. Like, oh, we're making lust or or oh, man, we over here behind the bus and we out here making lust. And then you, it's fun. It's exhilarating because sin is like that. But when you got to make love, love in order to make love, love has to be factual. Love has to be logical. There has to be something revolving in the reservoir of your mind, the revolving door of your mind that keeps you in line, knowing why you even in love her. Because if you try to make love to a woman and don't understand why you even love that woman, then you're only going to make love to her to a period of time. And then you're going to try to make lust with her. And a wife, you can't make lust to a wife. A wife can't do all that stuff the porn people can do. Your wife is going to say, you know, whatever, whatever. She, she, a wife, because who you date is not who you marry in late. And what I mean by that is because the woman you marry, the woman you dating, Marriage, you when you marry, y'all ain't dating no more. You're gonna see everything about her. So follow those things that I told you. I think it helped. Gotta go, y'all. My wife just got home. Love you all. Y'all be blessed. Thank y'all so much for uh trusting me with y'all's questions. Sign up and register now for the singles only community. Hey man, let's work, let's maximize, let's maximize your singleness. I'm gonna utilize what I'm learning now and what God has been giving me now and what I have learned and taught. And I'm gonna amplify it. I'm gonna create you a 90 days, already created 90 day plan that's gonna help you stand strong in your singleness. And then we're gonna release more boot camps. Uh, but the good thing about this place, it, it has a community. You're going to have a people that will cheer you on. You cheer them on. Y'all encourage you. We won't talk about singleness and the word of God all the time. I'm going to be posting topics, posting questions, posting challenges, posting opportunities for you to get more courses. A lot of great fun stuff. I'm going to pour into this community very strongly because I'm gifted in this area. And so also check out uh, the different packages. You got the $14.99 package. Uh, we also got the $40 package. And you also got the one, I got I got it misquoted here, the 140 package, as well as the boot camp. Get in the boot camp now. And if the more people you refer, you can earn more time coaching from me, free coaching sessions from me, the more people you refer. So let your friends know, let your singles group in your, your church know, and let's get to work. Love you all. I pray that can uh, all these resources are a blessing to you. Check out these books like Facts Over Feelings. If you want to process your feelings, find the purpose of your singleness, the purpose of singleness. You want to get over, uh, learn how to hold things, to, uh, hold in this journal. 
Uh, if you're struggling with soul ties and strongholds, the purpose of freedom be a great book for you. If you want to know what's in front of you, whether it's God's best or the devil's pest, you want to know if it's different to a counterfeit or counterpart, the book Counterfeit or Counterpart be a great book for you. Struggling with spiritual warfare, World War Me, books for children, and also merch and ways. If you was blessed by this and you feel released to give, we appreciate generosity in advance. And if you need one-on-one -on -one coaching, I got some time this week, sometime next week, all month of August. Get in, get on my schedule now or get into the community. And I love to serve y'all. I love you all. I'll see y'all next time. And peace.